welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. We are super excited uh, to get into this episode of talking about the basics of leading yourself well. We really feel like um, this is an important topic, and I, we've kind of hit on some of these. As you know, if you've been following the Kid Ministry Collective podcast for a while, we're doing a series on healthy teams, healthy leaders, healthy ministries. Um, we're doing stuff on Kidman basics, and we'll even get into some engaging parents uh, as well. Um, and of course, volunteering. Um, is always going to be one of the, the shows, but we're doing mm -hmm. that. You can also follow on with the Kidman Industry Collective blog um, because we'll be doing some writing over there. And my guest again uh, is my good friend, David Renault. And uh, we're excited because you can also follow his blog where he addresses a number of these topics. And uh, we would love for you to subscribe over there. And we'll put a link to him in the show notes. So again, like I said, we're talking about this idea of leading yourself well, because one of the things that a lot of leaders struggle with is consistency and consistently leading yourself well. So we're going to dive into all that stuff. So David, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I think this is an important topic. Thanks for having me back. Uh, this is this has been a good good times, great conversations that we've had so far. So yeah. uh, you picked this one about leading ourselves well. So why uh what's your why for believing that mm -hmm. this is a make or break moment for you that make or break in your ministry why why did we choose this topic oh that's good you're hitting me with the why question for the first uh, that, this is a twist i like it i like it i feel um, like i got promoted because i get to ask <laughs> the first one <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the new rule you come back multiple times you get to ask tom the why question instead yes. of tom asking you the question <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so why why do i think this is important and why is it a make or break um i think that the one of the reasons we're seeing so many leaders that are topping out from discouragement exhaustion burnout frustration, uh, whatever, um, losing their passion. I think a lot of it stems from this idea of consistently leading ourselves well, doing a few things consistently on a regular mm -hmm. basis that we make sure that we lead ourselves in a good way. And I think, you know, for me, leading ourselves well means you have to take care of yourself physically emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually. Um, you need to be constantly growing in those areas, developing in those areas, having discipline in those areas. And it needs to be done on a consistent basis. Uh, I think one of my hamstrings, so to speak, in my early years of ministry was I was kind of a fly by whatever conference, podcast, book, um, it was almost like whatever was going viral. Um, mm. you know, I just, I got in trouble. Um, I, I hurt myself. I didn't take care of myself physically. Um, mm. I let my emotions get out of check spiritually. My disciplines were hit and miss. Um, and so 
one of the things that, that I've learned over the years, and now that I coach leaders uh, through KMC coaching, through restoring leaders coaching, is that you have to have a consistent, what I call godly sustainable pace. And yeah. all of those things are covered in that idea of leading ourselves well. So I think it's important if you plan on staying in ministry for the long haul, if you plan on having an impact on not only your volunteers, but on the children and the families you lead, you have to lead yourself first. Um, mm -hmm. You don't do that well. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think you, if you're going to be a leader that I think that even when Maxwell first came out with his books, his first book was developing the leader with he knew. Yes. And then his second one was developing the leaders around you because yeah. people are going to, if we're looking at like five levels of leadership, the first one is is positional, like yep. you're the pastor, so people are going to do what you want to do. The second one is permission, like they see you and yep. they give you permission to follow you. And then the third one is production. Okay, so like you're producing things that people want to be a part of what you're doing. So if you are not leading yourself, you're never going to get to that second and third level of leadership. Right that people can follow you because if you, if your life is a mess, that's not something that people are going to want to follow that people are going to be, oh, be a part. And that's a lot of times like in our world and like in the, in the outside of the church world, this is the problem with a lot of our leaders is that, and I'm not making this political. I'm just saying in general, <laughs> this is a lot of times of like, okay, like your life is a mess. What right. are you like? You claim you're a leader, but like you got all this stuff over here. We want yep. Jesus calls us to a higher standard that we have to lead. We have, it's a, it's the whole person. We have to be yes. completely integrated living in this, living in this way. Well Maybe. said, well said. So I think we both have, you know, I hope that, that our listeners can define their why, why do mm -hmm. they feel and why, you know, if you're listening to this, why do you feel it's important to have a consistent plan for leading yourself? Well, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, like we said, we we wanted this episode and one of the things we talked about off air was we want to keep this episode to the basics of yeah. that that can be sustainable, that could be done consistently. Um, mm -hmm. So what's one of the things you've done, David, that on a, on a consistent basis that help you as a leader? Um, and you can pick an area or maybe you've yeah. got something for each of those areas. But what's something you do on a consistent basis that helps you lead what yourself yeah. So I, I think, you know, when you're talking about those different, those different elements of our life, our spiritual life, our physical life, our emotional health, uh, I went through a, a life coaching thing a couple of years ago, and they talked about one of the concepts in that life coaching thing was a replenishment cycle that in order to make sure that you don't get burned out. And I know about burnout because I've been burned out two and a half <laughs> times in my life. COVID was the half. Uh, but you know, burning, uh, burning myself out and, and just, you know, burning, burning the candle at both ends. You don't want to do that. So what we developed is like, let's look back at your life and let's come up with this replenishment cycle. What is things that you can do every day or every week at minimum that you can do to replenish yourself on a yeah. spiritual side? So for me, I read my Bible every single day without fail 
my streak on the Bible app is over a thousand. It's every single day, you know, the, the, that we read the Bible. I journal once a week without fail. The, the, this is, these are things that I do too. Uh, I, I worship and I spend time, I go to church that these are things that I do to do my replenishment cycle from a physical side. I run. And so, but I also eat healthy. And so I want to replenish. These are things that bring me life. Yeah. Um, and then from an entertainment side, uh, I love sci-fi and I'm a gamer. And so <laughs> I watch too much sci-fi, uh, and, and, uh, that's pretty much all I watch is sci-fi and I play video games. And so like last night I was just exhausted. Uh, I'm doing a camp this weekend. And so it's going to be a lot of people around. I'm doing two different talks for that. So like, and I was like, Hey, I told my wife, I was like, I just, I just need, I just got to go for a bit. And so for two hours, I just played my video game and just, just <laughs> like, and then after the two hours, I was like, okay, I'm good. All right. We're ready. We're ready for the weekend. Uh, let's, let's go do this. And so the, you know, we want to, what you need to do is you need to find a place the listener, what you need to do is you need to find those things that bring you joy, find those things that when you do them, That's you good. feel refreshed, find those things that like, okay, it, when I do this, I feel better. And whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, it doesn't matter. Like the, it doesn't matter which, which one you are, there is something that's going to bring you more energy. So find yeah. those things and put those regular practices into your life so that you can be a more consistent leader and be a healthier leader. Because if you were, if your cup empties, you're done. You, yeah. You, you yeah. can't serve. You can't serve anymore. You're going to have to take a break and recharge. And so you got to constantly refill that cup. You got to constantly replenish. Otherwise you're just going to, you're going to die, not die physically when yeah. you could, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you physically could, I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of risks when you allow yourself um, to let that that bucket, so to speak, run dry. I mean, that's going to mean that your stress level is running uh, you know, probably a lot higher than it should be, um, which means you're running on a more adrenaline than you should mm -hmm. be. And when you tap out completely in adrenaline, um, you've literally revved your engine to the point where it's going to blow. Um, yeah. there's a lot of physical studies that talk about that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. and it can also lead to an emotional breakdown, a mental breakdown. Um, mm -hmm. there are a lot of dangers if you don't start practicing, healthy ways to lead yourself. And some people, you know, some people are so perfection driven that they feel like, well, if I can't do this perfectly, um, you know, I started a health journey back in January of 2022 or mm. no, maybe 2023, sorry, where mm. I was committed to walk 60 minutes every day. And, mm. and I did it great for four months. I, I, the only, I took one day off a week, which was Sunday, but I was walking 60 minutes a day, three miles, um, without fail. And the first day I missed, I was devastated and I'm like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, I'm wrecked. It's going to, you know, and, and it was a war to get back on the treadmill the next day because I had broken and it hit me that that was something very dangerous. Yeah. And so I started changing my mindset to say, okay, what can I do consistently? And it doesn't have to be every single day, um, but it has to be consistent. So I yeah. picked one thing that I am focusing on and I'm doing it on a consistent basis for mm -hmm. my mental health. I have one thing for my physical health. I have one thing for my spiritual health. And I would challenge leaders to find one thing 
not three mm-hmm. or four things. Don't try to do some big gigantic plan where, you know, because again, perfection will kill you. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect. You have to be consistent if you're yeah. going to lead yourself well. And I think for me, that's having, you know, those couple of disciplines that I focus on. Now, later on, I can batch some more things into those things. Mm-hmm. Once they become part of my routine and my rhythm, um, I can add more. But right now, for this, the rest of this year, I've committed. I've got some health goals. Uh, I've got some weight loss goals. I've got some eating goals that are all batched. In. They're one thing. They, it sounds like I've got multiple things and I'm contradicting myself, but I don't. They really are one <laughs> thing broken down yeah. into step right. pieces um, so that I see the progress that I want. But again, if I mess up, it's okay. Uh, I've been sick for a week before recording this. It threw everything off. I could yeah. really beat myself up, but you know what? I'm actually looking forward to getting beyond this little health thing that I have so that I can get back into my consistent again. It's going to be okay. And yeah. my mindset is so different right now from where it was a few months ago um, because I've been choosing one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would tell leaders to keep it basic and simple. Find those little things in leading yourself. You don't have to, you know, and, you know, just focus on that and it will, it will really, really help you. I think, uh, I think sometimes you can get, you can get, um, stuck with like, okay, I'm going to pick this thing and I'm going to do it forever. And, and, and like, you're not even sure if you would like it. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And then you commit yourself to this. So like the book over my shoulder is all it takes is goal by a cuff by John a cuff. And it just uh came out like last week. And he talks about the idea of like, okay, you're going to try something out and, and we're just, it's just going to be like, I forget the term he used for it, but it's basically just a short-term goal. And it says, okay, I'm going to try this out and see if I like it. Uh, and and see, cause you like, let's take from an exercise standpoint, like you walk and I, I run and, and there are people that I talk to that just hate running, but then they're out there, they're out there just hammering. And it's like, I hate this. And it was like, then stop doing it. Yeah. You don't have to do this. Yeah, like, no I hate it. I would you... never do it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like maybe you like to lift weights. Maybe you like to do yoga. Maybe you like to, you know, get your Peloton shoes on there and ride this $2,000 bike. Maybe that's yeah. for you. Whatever's, whatever floats <laughs> your boat. And so get in there and try it out and, and don't hold yourself to this perfectionist standard. That's something else John Ike talks about in in an earlier book is that we hold ourselves that like, we have to be perfect. And no, you don't. Says who? (laughs) Says who? You got to be perfect. Who says that? You do. Well, you can break your rule all day long. It's your rule. So, so go ahead, you know, give yourself the gift of saying, okay, I'm not going to be perfect to this. I'm going to try this out. If I like it, then I'm going to keep doing it. If I don't like it, then I'm not going to do it. And then when you start doing that consistent, like what you said with the talking, I like what Craig O'Shell says. He says, it's like, you can, anything you choose to do consistently, you can fail once. That's that's fine, but don't fail twice. Yep. So, and two times in a row. Don't do it, you know, you do it two times yep. in a row, now you're starting a new habit. We don't want that. Yep. So fail once, exactly. get back on the bike, get back on the bike and do it again. Yep. So, yep. Um, so Tom, if you could coach a newer leader, uh-huh. And they were they were just starting out. What are two things that this newer leader shouldn't do that is going to come back to bite them later on? The you know Ooh. five ten 
five, 10 years, or maybe That's even like a, a year later, it's going to, it's going to eat them. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. Compa- and it, it, it's, it's going to conferences or getting listen. Now it's listening to podcasts, webinars, or books yeah. and thinking you have to do it exactly like they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, comparison will also kill you. Um, comparison will actually prevent you from growing. Um, I will never be a Carrie Newhoff or Craig Groeschel or anything else. Mm. And I should stop my, you know, the, I don't want, I've realized now don't be that anyway. (laughs) That's not who God wired me to be or called me to be. And so I think you're going to hinder yourself if you compare yourself or if you go to someplace and think I have to do it like them because this is what success looks like. Cause Hey, mm-hmm. they're on a stage or you go to a conference and you listen to a breakout speech or speaker and they sound like, Oh man, they've got it all together. They're look at, listen to their program and wow, you know, they're a speaker. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I've been to a lot of conferences where I look around and I'm going, how did I even get to be a speaker? Um, cause I don't have it all together. Um, Mm -hmm. forget this idea. We've got to stop making Christian celebrities, especially even in the Kidman world, just Mm -hmm. because somebody, you know, I mean, look, I've got a book published. I got a podcast. I've got a Facebook group. I'm just Tom. Mm -hmm. I'm a nobody trying to help somebody. Um, I'm just a servant of the King. I'm a foot washer. That's Mm -hmm. all I care to be. Um, and I think if I, you know, if I'm, and as I do coach the young leaders, I'm telling them, look, here's a couple of things you don't, you shouldn't do. Don't let conferences tell you everything you need to do because they don't know your con- context or culture or community. Right. And they don't know your church and what works for them. Great. Now, are there principles you can filter and are there nuggets you can, you can use and try to implement? Sure. That's mm-hmm. great. Go, you know, grab those things, but be careful. Um, make sure that it fits because there is no one size fits all thing. Right. Um, that's why, you know, I would tell leaders, be careful, be careful who you're following, be careful who you're um, getting coaching from, from even from a distance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people out there that just because you have a, so they have a social media presence, I'll put it right. that way. Doesn't yeah. make them someone that you maybe should follow. Um, mm-hmm. They're just good at social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're yeah. consistent at it, but that doesn't all, you know, we're, we equate sometimes a social media following or a presence or polish uh, in a presentation at a conference as expertise and experience. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell young leaders, be very, very careful. Cause when you're leading yourself, you've got to be careful who you follow and who mm-hmm. are you listening to? Yeah. I mean, if people are followers of the podcast, I'm honored when people walk up to me. I had somebody at a, not that long ago um, that joined the Facebook group and said, hey, I love your podcast and all that. Hey, I'm blessed by those comments. And I'm encouraged that people, you know, that the, somebody's listening besides my mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> the podcast. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I do want leaders to understand that, you know, you can make a huge mistake in leading yourself by listening or putting yourself underneath the wrong kind of people, check yeah. people out, see if they've been coached by someone else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know somebody that's offering coaching that has, I don't, 
I know pretty well they haven't been coached themselves, but they're now mm. branding themselves as a coach. Well, it's because they're in between ministry positions. Um, and yeah. that, that happens a lot in children's ministry, student ministry, family ministry, um, that people are just like, hey, I'm in between churches. I'll call myself a coach. Yeah, right. be careful. Um, mm-hmm. So I think and, and I hope those don't come across as arrogant or critical because I'm sure not trying to come across that way as I am. Yeah, because I'm not. Again, I'm a foot washer. Right. Um, and that's all I care to be. And if God wants to do more with my humble little life, great. If he mm-hmm. chooses to keep me as a foot washer for the entire span of my world here, I'm good. Um, mm-hmm. I like helping people and I like serving people. And I just want to see leaders lead themselves well. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up in bouncing from thing to thing and person to person and book to book that we don't find out who we are as a leader. Yeah. And if we don't find out who we are and how we're wired um, and what our pace is for ministry, we're going to struggle and we're going to spin our wheels, you know, and, and we're, we're just going to burn up. Yeah. I think, what would you say? I I say along your lines, just to piggyback a little bit of what you said, especially when you're copying from someone else and seeing what they do, what you want to ask yourself, the question is you want to ask the question, why are they doing that? What got them started? What was the catalyst behind why are they doing this thing? And why is that working? Why is that working for them? Because the, the one of the churches I served in, we were masters of attending a conference, taking everything they did and try to <laughs> transplant it to our church. But we didn't have the underpinnings. We didn't have the why under of why it was working for them. We just took the process. We just took the system. We took the curriculum and just grafted it onto what we were already doing. And it just it made us look disjointed. And we became like a Frankenstein's monster of, of a ministry because it was just, you know, we just had a little thing from over here, a little thing of over there. Uh, and sometimes like some of the things we would take would be from another church that was in our community. And so we would, it would be exactly the same, but we would change the name. So people would know. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, people are not stupid. They're going to figure this out. What are we doing here? <laughs> you know, uh, let's just, let's just call it what it is. Let's just be honest. You know, this is where yeah. we got it from. So, you know, you want to, you want to do that. Um, so I, I think the other thing that you want to do is um, the, when you're comparing yourself to that, those people are posting their highlights and they're also you, way ahead yes. of you. And so what I want to, what I would say is, and it even goes back to what we said before, is that that you need to pick that one thing and you need to work on that one thing because that person that you're looking at and seeing how far they've come, they're probably working on stuff too. And, and so they started somewhere. So just find one thing and just start there. And then just as you work and work, and then you can look back over five years or 10 years of being in that ministry. And you can say, Oh, look, look at all these things I have. And then look at all these things that, that, that we have done. We've added in these things. Cause if you go and look and, and try to see where someone is, where they're so much further ahead in their race than you are, you're right. going to kill yourself trying to catch up to them. And Ooh, you, for sure. And sometimes, sometimes it's just impossible. You just can't get there because they're in a different context. They have different skills. They have different talents. They have different spiritual gifts than you do. And you just can't put yourself in that place. So yeah. um, just take your, run your race. As Paul said, run your race as to yeah. win the prize. Yes. So, you know, pick your one thing and then work, work on that. That's good. I'm curious, man. Um, What's, what's some things that you've learned from more experienced leaders 
that you've applied to your own life and leadership? What's, what's a nugget um, mm. that you've taken from somebody that's further ahead of you um, yeah. in, in ministry world? I, you know, it's, that's so hard because there's been so many people that have invested in us. We've talked a lot about Jim, Jim Wideman and how, yeah. how he's invested in us. And there's been so many good things that we've learned from him. Really the first thing that comes to mind, and this is more about a ministry transition than anything is that uh, when I, I was talking to the first guy who mentored me, I found his podcast when I was had I was a year or two into children's ministry. And this was when podcasts were in their infancy. And, uh, and I went to lunch with him cause he was local and I was talking about transitioning. And he said, look, when you go into a place, you don't want to change anything for a year. And I was like, what? And it, cause I was all excited, you know, of like bringing all my stuff and bringing all that stuff in. And he just said, um, he said, look, when you come into a place and even if you're a new leader into this place, that's something you need to, you're going to come in with all this excitement and all this, um, all these new ideas you don't want to change things too fast because your people are not going to embrace that. They're not going to like that. You got to be there and build relationships with those people. Just from you physically being there, there's going to be a lot of things that's going to change. Yeah. Just, just from you being there, just because you're a different person. You're not the person who was there before. And so you got to get people used to you and how you do things. And then you can start bringing on relational change. Uh, I was just talking mm. to a, there was a conversation. I'm not, I think it was in your Facebook group uh, about a lady. She was all excited because um, she was trying to do a building plan for her new children's ministry wing because it was too small and her children's area was too small. And the church had already said, you can't be in the fellowship hall. So she was going to build her own building and then come to find out her senior pastor had left. And so they were in the middle of a senior pastor transition and like, she's trying to build a building. And it was like, girl, you, you can't you can't do yeah. this. <laughs> you can't, you know, a lot of the younger, the people who have been in ministry for two, three years are like, yeah, go for it. And then the old, uh, the old guys like us got in there and said, Hey, <laughs> let's, let's slow it down here. Let's, yeah. Yeah, we, it, you know, that brings up a good point because bless her heart. Yeah. I saw, I saw that post might've been in the KMC, but us, I think it was in several other groups too. And, and mm. I understood her passion for, Hey, I want more space. I need the space, but you can't, you're not letting me have it because it's a shared space. And so yeah. I'm feeling like God's saying do bigger, but here's, here's one of the things that I've learned from more experienced leaders. Don't run ahead or think, you know, more than your senior leaders. Mm -hmm. um, you're there as the under shepherd, we'll call it. Yeah. Not, you know, Jesus is the shepherd. Your pastor is a shepherd. You're under those shepherds. Um, as, as an, a subordinate, and it is not your role to tell the senior leader, the shepherd, where the sheep should go eat, drink, lounge, yeah. et cetera. Um, and I think a lot of children's ministry leaders, family ministry leaders, student ministry leaders get it in their mind that while yes, the biblical commands and the biblical offices, um, you know, are equals and, and, and in essence, there is a leadership head and mm -hmm. as, as in the Godhead it's pictured. And so mm -hmm. we have to respect that. And I think one of the things I learned from seasoned leaders is, is that they've taught me that when you sit in the, the so-called second chair, your job is not to tell the first chair what they should do or how they should do it. And if they mm -hmm. tell you, if you have an idea that you think is bigger and better, you share it, but you submit it. 
Yes. And when you submit it, that means you submit your heart and attitude and mind to whatever decision. They, they may take your idea. They may not take your idea. You do the same thing as you're leading volunteers, right? When you have a volunteer mm-hmm. comes up, oh, I'm so excited. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, And mm-hmm. you're like, hey, those are good things, but you don't see everything that I'm seeing. Right. You know, I had a leader, a volunteer get really upset with me because I wasn't running with their idea that they just felt was God ordained and blessed and anointed and all that. And they're like, let's do this. You know, like Tom, I heard mm-hmm. us say at the Lord, let's go. You should be, well, you know what? I didn't hear thus say at the Lord. Right. And I'm, I'm yeah. seeking God on a daily basis for the ministry. And, and so I think one of the things that gets so many leaders so frustrated and, and creates this us versus them mentality and then, and then what it does is then we start leading our heart in a divisive way. We start feeling this opposition. We start feeling like my pastor's not for me. They're against me. Mm-hmm. They're not listening to me. They're not respecting me. They're not hearing me. Maybe they are. And maybe it's because they see something different and maybe God is telling them. And so what my encouragement to the sister was, look, I, I, you know, you may feel God saying bigger, but does that mean building project? And are you the real person? Have you ever run a building project? Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how draining that is? Do you know how many people that lead those things burn out and tap out of ministry because they weren't qualified to do Mm -hmm. that? Maybe what God is saying is bigger is he wants you to expand your vision for building your team, building more leaders into it. Um, supporting those leaders, you know? So yeah. anyway, we're going to run out of time if I keep blabbing here, but (laughs) I think, uh, I think you're right. We gotta, you gotta, you gotta, when you're serving the senior leader, like you're serving them and you're, you were there at their, at, at his, his or her privilege. Right. Um, they, they're the ones who make the decision. And so you don't, don't get us wrong. You should make suggestions. You need to make suggestions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but you have to be, you can be privately dissenting of an idea, but you need to be publicly loyal. And mm-hmm. the more loyal you are publicly, the more they're going to hear you privately and, yes. and hear, hear what you say. But ultimately, it's their call because yes. they're the leader. They're yes. the ones that God has put in that place. And it is not up to you. This is, this is David and Absalom here. You do not want to be Absalom in the situation of sitting in the front and building all this stuff yeah. because God's not going to bless. God's not going to bless that. You don't want and, to do that. Yeah, and okay, and I have to jump in and throw this cat this thing in here too. That just because your senior leader says no or different things does not make them a narcissist or toxic leader or no. oppressive, abusing. Be we have gotten so focused on creating labels for somebody in the church just because they don't see eye to eye with what we want. Yeah. Again, I go back to that word. You have to submit your heart. If you're going to lead your heart into submission to the spirit of God and this and listen, yes, are there toxic leaders? Are there unhealthy leaders out there? Yes, sure yeah. there are. Absolutely. But there are so many more leaders that are God seeking, God fearing. God submitting men and women that that really are doing their very best that need us to have their back and to support mm-hmm. them even when they don't agree with us. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I like what you said. You know, you can disagree in private, but boy, when you go out on the front line, you better be standing shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm with that senior leader because they're taking a lot of hits for you. Um, yeah. And and the enemy knows that if he can get your heart and get you leading in an unhealthy way, he's got division in the camp. And yeah. none of us want to be the source of that. No. Um, and you so, do not want to create toxicity in your culture. I've no. lived, I've lived and I've served in a toxic church culture. It was not pretty. Oh, it was not fun. <laughs> and um, and then and then I just, you know, the Lord convicted me just the last week that like I was the source of a toxic culture, one of the churches I served in. And so I sent a text message to the senior pastor and it's like, hey, the Lord's convicted me. And I just oh. want to say I'm sorry. I did not Good for you. That was that was not my intention. Yep. To, to, to yep. be that, that type of toxicity. And it was like, I like what Rob Ketterling just did. He just put out a book called the speed of unity a few months ago. And mm-hmm. he talks about that your church can only move at the speed of unity. So you yeah. need to be on board with the direction that we're going, because if you decide to start going in a different direction, you are no longer unified. You're going yep. and, and you're going to lead you're, you're either, you're heading for disaster. You're either going to lead your ministry to disaster, yourself to disaster, or your church to disaster. And people are going to leave the faith and mm. you don't want, you don't want that on your conscience because of no. that. And you're going to stand before the father and give account for it. So be yeah. careful, my brothers and sisters, Yeah, that before you label someone else as unhealthy, you look at yourself first. Scripture warns us that be careful that we don't stumble. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're looking at somebody else. And oftentimes the reason why we leaders fall is because they're so busy pointing their finger at everybody else saying, look how bad they are. Look how toxic. That's a narcissist, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you become just that. Yeah, um, maybe you are because you maybe you way. are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're all just two-year-olds. We're just putting it wrapped in an adult <laughs> shell. That's really, yeah. We all play thing. in that sandbox and it's all my yeah. toys and my sand. Yeah. Um, and, and it's easier to throw sand in somebody else's face than to realize we've got sand in our hair and in our diaper. Didn't um, Jesus say something about plank in your eye and sawdust? Hmm, in your... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Something uh, like that. But we don't like something. that talk. So let's, yeah, why use yeah. the Bible? Don't go, don't go preaching to me, preacher. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to meddling now. Yeah. All right. Well, as so, we get, as we get into this last section um, yeah. that we want to dive into, you know, leaders that struggle with consistency also become very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about the idea of leading by what what's viral, so to speak, yeah. than what mm-hmm. leads to last. So I'm curious, what are some of the things when a leader starts feeling this overwhelm mm-hmm. um, of all the stuff and they start to feel those waves of one thing after another after another? Yeah. Um, what are some things that you have found when you're leading yourself has helped you sort through all that stuff? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier in this podcast that I burned out two and a half times. Uh, and so there are things that I have put into my life to help me make sure that I don't do that again. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the reason why it's only a half time during COVID because I could feel that I'm getting to the edge because of how much pressure. And we were all under, um, if you were leading in that time, we were all under immense amount of pressure yep. uh, in that time. And But I could feel it coming. And so what I did is I leaned hard on the practices that I put into myself. So like I honored the Sabbath. 
the Good. I take my day off. And and for the longest time, for most of my ministry career, that day is Friday. Because if you're a kid's pastor, Sunday is not an off day. That is not your <laughs> Sabbath day because you're yeah. working that day. You are serving the Lord. So yep. take another day. So yep. whether that's Monday, that's Friday, it's some other day a week, you need to take a day that that's, okay, we are done. There's not doing any work. And you got to, when your volunteers text you, you just got to let them know like, hey, I'm taking this day off. I'll get back to you tomorrow. And, and then it'll take some training, but eventually they get through to that. So to take the day off. And then the, the other thing we do is that you have to keep that relationship with Christ there. So, yeah. uh, so keep that, stay in your Bible, stay in that. I remember what I was going to do is do you look at your rhythm, look at your yearly rhythm you of how you measure your year. Because the second time I burned out, what happened was, is that we went crazy leading into Easter and it carried all the way through the summer. And then September, we just kind of chilled until December. Until December, <laughs> And that was how we, and so like September, October, we didn't do a big fall festival. So, uh, you know, that was the time to chill and that was the time to practice and to, you know, I did little mini projects here and there, nothing big. It was time to like rest and relax. Well, then we decided to launch a second campus and I became the director of multi-site ministry. So I was putting together all the logistics and looking at planting the church and, and building the team. And that all happened in that chill time. And so by the time Palm Sunday rolled around the next year, I was exhausted and I'm sitting in the parking lot on Palms, the Sunday, Palm Sunday, I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm the first one there, my keys in my hand, and I'm ready to go into the pastor and say, I'm done. Wow. And you can't quit on Palm Sunday. So <laughs> not allowed. And, yeah, and, so, yeah. and, and, I was, and someone said to me, my, my top leader at the time, my preschool director told me when I was doing all this stuff six months before, she said, can you handle that? Do you have enough time? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I can do this. And she was right. <laughs> I, I, I could not. So you want to, you want to be there. You want to be, um, you know, find those rhythms in your life, find that rhythm in your church because ministry is a marathon and you need to, you need to take things slow and just find those breaks mm. that you can go through there. But I, I think good. you're the master. You do have restoring leaders. You wrote a book on this. You literally <laughs> wrote the book, Tom. I, so yeah. Well, I, your wisdom. I did write the book on challenging seasons. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's, that's true. Thanks. Thanks for the plug. Yeah. For valley over mountains. Um, You're welcome. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no, we didn't plan that ahead of time, people. Just no, so you didn't. know, no. um, there's nothing in our notes that tell us to go talk about that book. But, no. but yeah, I mean, I I did write it because I found myself in in challenging seasons, overwhelmed. I found myself, you know, on the edge of wear out and at times burnout. And I do think there's differences. There's too many times where we we call ourselves burned out and it, we just wore ourselves out because we got overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of it is we, we, we do it to ourselves. Um, and I think one of my, my piece of advice, especially when somebody comes to me for restoring leaders and we're talking about either preventing or recovering from the wear out and the burnout and the overwhelm is, is to say, look, you have to know what got you where you are. And so if you know that's not where you want to be, then if you don't want that outcome, then you, you're ahead of the game and you can say, okay, what do I need to put in place 
to create a consistent, godly, sustainable pace, as we call it, the GSP, um, we have to find our healthy rhythm. So there are things we're going to say no to, and there are things we're going to say yes to. And when we say no, or when we say yes, it's important. And so if we're saying yes to this, then what are we going to say no to? And when we say no to something, we've got more room to say yes. Mm -hmm. And now some people may not have been able to follow that circle, but here's the thing. If you know where your priorities are, if your priority is to lead yourself well, that means you have to make the priority of eating well, resting, you know, getting your Sabbath. Um, it, it means, it means saying no mm -hmm. to the right, to the right things. Um, so you have to have a to don't list as well as a to do list. And you need to make sure that you have boundaries around those priorities and you have to evaluate them and inspect them on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Literally for some of you, that means you need to almost every day say, how did I do today on guarding my priorities? Yeah. Um, if, if spending time in the word is a priority, did I do it today? Is it eating healthy today? Did I get two out of three meals in a healthy way? That's consistent. If you're trying to go three out of three, hey, great. But odds are be realistic and say, if if I can do two out of three, I'm doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I can do if I can do three out of five, you know, or four out of seven uh days of the week, good. Consistency, folks, not perfection. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guard those priorities. So I'm going to check myself and I'm going to ask myself, did I do that? Did I, did I get some exercise today? You know, did I go for a walk? Did I give myself a mental break and have some, did I challenge myself to grow mentally? You know, mm -hmm. so did I stretch my brain and thinking and learning about something new? Um, those are things that I think are critical. Um, when you're struggling with all the overwhelm, you've got to go back to the basics and what really is important, finding your why, why did you get in ministry? Why do you want to stay in ministry for the long haul? And you've got to move your chaos and find your calm. Um, mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to do that is to have very, very clear priority, a very clear why, very clear priorities, very clear boundaries. You've got to have someone to hold you accountable and encourage and cheerlead you so that when you fall backwards, you can really, truly not fall backwards, but fall forward. And mm -hmm. you fail, you pick it up, you reevaluate and go, okay, how did that not work? Let's figure out why it didn't work and let's go. Um, and so, yeah, when I wrote the book, it was basically to help people. I literally have chapters called pause by the stream and mm -hmm. it's meant to just people to slow down. It's, this is yeah. a simple little book. It, it really is. It's basic written. It's I'm not, I'm not a super smooth writer. I am no John Maxwell. Um, <laughs> Or John, Acuff I don't think anyone is anything <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but but I wrote it simply and humbly for my my stories because I've been there and I've made those mistakes and I've I think I've learned from them now. I feel like I'm leading myself better now in my fifties than I've ever mm -hmm. led myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and and there are days I will tell you I still struggle to find a rhythm being fully committed to coaching and supporting leaders right now. Um, I'm basically, I am, I am not basically, I am self-employed. Um, mm -hmm. I have to find my own rhythm and there are days mm -hmm. where I've got to go. I'm shutting it off right now because mm -hmm. I am worn out. I'm physically, mentally just tired. 
I need to shut it down. Even though I might have three other projects I want to get done that week, I might have to say, you know what? Those are going to have to wait till next week. They'll be there. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, take a breath, keep moving on. So I think yeah. those would be just a few nuggets that I, I, I can, can leave the, the episode with. Uh, there's so much more, obviously, but so much, but, uh, I think again, we're trying to keep it to the basics here. So <laughs> what I, do you have any other resources? I mean, we're going to put a, we're going to put a yeah. link to the book in the show notes. Got anything that, that you're like, Ooh, if I had a couple things I'd definitely recommend. I know you've got some blog posts we're gonna put in the show notes. But yeah. Anything anything you would recommend on on uh helping people lead themselves well? Uh you know, I, I think the biggest thing I did a blog post uh, a couple months ago and, and we'll put it in the we'll put it in the the um in the show notes and it's five five sources for finding information for growing in your leadership. And mm, and that's good. that's the um, that's podcasts like this, you're listening to a podcast. Um, and it's, it's a lot of these outside ministry sources that I use. Uh, and so the, in, in that blog post, it has a list of all the links of like, here's podcasts that I listen to. And it's not just children's ministry podcasts. Some of it is leadership. Some of it is church. Some of it is just straight up sermons. Um, there's podcasts, there's books, um, that, that I, that are read, you know, constantly reading books. Um, there's the Facebook communities like the KMC, KMC Facebook group. If you have a question, you can chime in and, and have the conversation like that lady did with the building project. I'm glad she felt the freedom to ask that question. Um, and she got a lot of good advice on, on yeah. both sides, of the, both sides of that. And, and, um, and so you can, you can ask these questions and, and put out there. So the podcast, the books, and then you want to find, you need to find someone that can be a coach. You need to find yeah. someone that can mentor you, someone that can walk you through. Uh, if you're in children's ministry or whatever, find somebody else that's in this that has a personal relationship with you, not someone from afar. Because you know, I I can say that John Maxwell and Carrie Newhoff and Andy Stanley have had a great impact on my life, which they have, and, but I've only met each one of them one time. You know, <laughs> so the you know the so the like. Uh, but there's people like Jim who like, he's, I have his phone number in my phone. And so yeah. as I've gone through my own personal things, it's been nice to just shoot him a text and ask him, yep. Hey, what do you think about this? Or what are you, know, what are we going to do? And so that's, that has been helpful. So you need to find people in your life that can help you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of the people who come through KMC coach, um, our journeys have my cell number. And mm. even when they're done with their, paid coaching journeys they have my cell number and mm -hmm. they know that at any conference i'll sit and have coffee or a meal with them uh, they they get priority in my world um, but they also can text or call um mm -hmm. when they need help when they need prayer they need encouragement they need a brush up um yeah. I, I know i know a lot of ministry coaches that don't do that but i do um because i think that's serving serving my, my, uh, my people well. And, and I do that. So, yeah, I, you know, I love your blog posts. And so, yeah, we'll get those in the show notes the, right on the kid ministry collective, uh, .com website. We're offering right now a, what's called the chaos to calm guide. And it's just a simple, it's very, very simple. It's very, very basic. So if you've got some high tech system, uh, don't bother downloading this because it, it's not going to do any good. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah. But if you're looking for something simple and doable, something that I personally use, um, 
on a regular basis. I've even used it with coaching students who have told me they've gotten great value out of this and I'm giving it away right now. Um, you mm. can go click on the button and it's just called the chaos to calm guide. And it just helps you pri- get some priorities straight. And then there's a simple week flow that you can use a little sheet um, that you can fill out. Um, yes, it's paper because I think when you're doing something and you want to keep it simple, putting it on paper is actually better than having an electronic. Um, mm. Just saying. And so for me, I use this. I have a simple sheet and I put out my things that I'm working on and it just helps me keep my thoughts. If I get ideas, I write them down and mm-hmm. it can be sorted out later. So yeah, we'll put, we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Or you can go right to kidministrycollective.com and hit the chaos to calm guide button and uh, off you go. So, all right, my friend. Well, Hey, this has been fun. And uh, we've got more episodes to come down the pike and uh, it's going to be a good time. So uh, I, again, thanks for doing this with me. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's been fun. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the kids ministry collective podcast. And we hope that you've subscribed. Uh, Come join the Facebook group. Remember to answer all the membership questions and we would love to have you as part of that. And uh, again, stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.